This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Maybe I could just like every time I see him, I could yell, "You mad, bro?" <laughs> Until he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> we could see if we can make him mad. Yeah, I'm willing to try Throw it. Throw his that, toys out the window or something. That'll help. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Well, uh, it's date night, and Ooh. we are running a little late, so. <laughs> This is going to have to be a quickie. What are we doing for date night? Also, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, well, we're we're doing what all hot young parents do. We're recording a podcast and then we're, I don't know, probably going to go eat silently if, somewhere. If, if we have time <laughs> if we have after time. the podcast. You guys only hear like 38 minutes of this edited down, but we actually usually do this for about four hours. Yep. There's an intermission. Several. We, we get massages in the middle. Do you see how when I start off the podcast, I do an intro that's related to the theme? Yeah. You just started talking about nothing. Yeah. That's what I do. That's what I bring to this whole situation. I'm going to do an experiment. <laughs> I'm going to try something different for this episode. Okay. I'm going to let you just guide it. Why? I was working all day. I'm, you tell me what we should talk about on this episode. Okay. Here's what I was thinking about. And this does pertain to parenting if you, if, if you just hang in there. If you squint a little bit. Yeah. So I was uh, out just a few minutes ago. Uh, I went to get a cup of coffee, took an afternoon break to go get a cup of coffee and uh, rode my motorcycle down to our local coffee shop like the cool dude that I am. So uh, there I am. I, I go, I get, I get coffee and then, uh, you know, I hang out, have the coffee, chit chat with the people at the coffee shop a little bit, get back on my motorcycle and I think I'm going to go around the block take the long way back up to the house because it is just gorgeous today. So I was riding up the road and this guy had a big flag in front of his house that said, fuck Biden. And um, that bummed me out. So I'm puttering along on my little motorcycle, right? And I'm on my way home and I'm thinking, I'm reminded of this time when I was in high school and my friend Gary hung out the window of his car on Broad Street in Hazleton, the town where I'm from. And he yelled, fuck you to somebody just, you know, for funsies. And we got pulled over and he got a ticket. And now, in 2023, my sweet little boy, as soon as he starts to learn to read, he's going to see flags everywhere that say, fuck this and fuck that. And that's just the way it is now. And I think that's wrong. So that's the anecdote that I wanted to open the show with today. <laughs> okay. Um, are you glad you put me in charge still? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's our topic? Having a two-year-old Todd. Having a two-year-old toddler. I'm Eric, and this is Maya, and you're listening to... Two-year-old Todd. <laughs> so I think uh, right before 
we started recording. We had a little bit of a two-year-old toddler incident. We did. He has become very performative in his sadness, and he does sort of like a George Michael Bluth, sad Charlie Brown walk off to the side where he sticks his um, little bottom lip out. Yeah, and sometimes he does it so subtly that we don't even notice he's doing it, and then we'll just notice it's quiet, and he'll just be standing like looking at a wall yeah quietly waiting for someone to notice do you think that's where do you think he got that from i don't know do you think it's bad can i just tell you i was talking to my therapist the other day about his first parent teacher conference yeah which we can talk about in more detail if we want to sure and i mentioned the thing that his teacher said to us have you ever seen him angry we've never seen him get angry yeah and i was so proud of that and i was telling my therapist and she was like that doesn't seem normal. He's a two-year-old and he's never angry. And I was like, not really. And I was like, don't start telling me there's something wrong with my kid. What is that? Because he doesn't get angry. She was like, I'm just saying, like, if all the other kids get angry once in a while and he doesn't, is that weird? I don't know. Like, if I were his parent, I'd be wondering, is that weird? What does that like, mean? I don't, I don't know. You know, like, I, like, is that a sign of something or is there something? And I was like, he's very, like, he has many strong emotions. He's very expressive. He gets sad. He gets frustrated. Yeah. He's just not an asshole who gets mad. Yeah. I think she was trying to tell me something about like, I want everything to be perfect and happy all the time. And it's not fair for me to expect him to never be angry. But I was like, I'm not making him not be angry. He's just not angry. Yeah. She might I mean, listen he, to this podcast, so I should probably take it easy. He gets frustrated, but, but I wouldn't rarely. call that angry. He's just very even keeled. And yeah. he's a good communicator. I think often what happens with toddlers is they get frustrated and angry when like they're not able to express themselves. Yeah. And he's a genius and he's perfect and I love him. Yeah. What's the problem? Well, I don't know. What's the big freaking deal, man? <laughs> anyway, what Eric was saying, we just had this moment. We're recording in our little cabin again and we left our son with his babysitter and he saw us walk away without him. And we <laughs> were sitting in here with headphones on talking into microphones and we looked out the door and he had, we're pretty far away from our house. We're like in the woods behind our house. Yeah. And he walked out here with his babysitter, not alone. Yeah. And found us. Yeah. And then when we told him to skedaddle, he did his little very sad sad, sad routine thing. yeah the problem is it's so funny when he does it i know i, I that just we end up laughing at him i know which that probably isn't good because i think he's trying he wants like validation that someone understands yeah that he feels sad but the other thing it's like the second we notice he starts giggling like he was joking the whole time so yeah is he a, is he a psycho now you got me freaked out that there's something wrong with him I think he's just a good kid. I hope so. Why would it be a problem if someone was never angry? I don't know. What does your shrink say? She ne- I, she just implies, you know. Hmm. Well, I guess we'll find out. I think he's just saving all the anger for when he's a teenager. Yeah. I wasn't angry as a kid. Yeah, you were such a happy-go-lucky little kid. I was pretty, like, hyperactive and happy-go-lucky, but I was very... Um, I experienced a lot of intense frustration. Mm. But you had reason to feel frustration. I would say so, yes. I don't. Th- that's the other thing. Like, he gets everything he wants. What's he going to be frustrated about? Yeah, I don't know. We literally give him anything he wants. Yeah. Maybe we're the problem. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I could just, like, every time I see him, I could yell, you mad, bro? <laughs> Until he's mad. Yeah. <laughs> we could see if we could make him mad. Yeah. I'm willing to try Throw it. Throw his that, toys out the window or something? If that'll help. <laughs> I don't think so. Um, well, that is disconcerting, and I wish that you hadn't shared that with me. So I guess we'll see what happens to my weird, happy well, son. Well, why don't we talk about the other things they said at that parent-teacher conference, which, first of all, was hilarious, because we're like, he's two. 
Yeah. He comes here three hours a day. Yeah. What is the parent-teacher conference about? And we were joking on the way over. I was like, what are they going to say? They're going to say he's like perfect and like, like what? He's a toddler. And that's what they said. We got there and they said, he's perfect. <laughs> and I said, you say that to everybody, right? And they were like, no, we do not. He is. He's a, he's a cute, fun little guy. Well, Eric, what did they say about him? They said that he has more hand-eye coordination and dexterity than kids twice his age. And that he's so helpful. He's so good at sharing. Yeah. He makes sure everybody can participate. And they said he he is so like unfazed by everything that they were like, he's the one kid we never see anybody like stealing a toy from or messing with. Yeah. They just love him. Yeah, because they know because they said they that if somebody steals something from him, he doesn't get yeah super upset about it. And so, then they just give it back. Yeah, because they're they don't get the reaction that they were looking for. I guess we also learned that he's like a year younger than everyone in his class. Yeah, they're all they all just turned three, and he just turned two. Yeah. So maybe maybe that okay that's the answer that's why everybody else in his class gets mad that's probably a three year old thing. I think you just solved the mystery. <laughs> I'll go back to my <clears throat> therapist and tell her that. But we were so proud. Yeah. It was really a parent's dream. It's all downhill from here. No, it's all uphill from here. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What else? He just turned two. Yes. We had such a fun little birthday party. We did. He had a little cocoa melon cake. A pretty big cocoa melon cake. Pretty big cocoa melon cake that um, at the party, it was a double tier cake. We made it halfway through the first tier during his party. Have you been eating it since? And then uh, for about a week afterward, I was downstairs in our basement where we have a fridge that we put the cake in and I was shamefully eating that (laughs) cake under the cover of night with my bare hands. I didn't know that. Not with your bare hands. Well, I would bring a little (laughs) knife with me so I could cut a slice. And then just eat it? Yeah. And it was delicious. Okay. For a few days. Yeah. I was doing work on that it cake. It was a really good cake. I know. But his party was so fun. We had just a handful of friends over and just two of his little friends who were around his age, mm-hmm. which I think was the perfect size for a two-year-old birthday party. Yeah. It was great. Nobody freaked out. Um, we just put a bunch of toys out and they all played with it. Yeah. Uh, a friend of ours came over right after having a uh, procedure and told everybody about his colonoscopy. That was cool. I thought that was just, I'm trying to add flavor to your story, oh okay? Oh my God. Well, we had a great time. Your reaction is similar to the reaction that everyone at the party had when he mentioned that he had a colonoscopy. <laughs> like, why are you saying this right now? <laughs> yeah, look of total horror, like, <laughs> what? We're just trying to eat a cocoa melon cake here, man. <laughs> okay. Well, I was really proud of ourselves because for the first time we didn't get him like a thousand presents. Yep. We barely tried. Yep. I think we're past that stage we tried but we didn't go overboard i feel like well i just i don't even remember what we got him it was like this little that yeah it was really nice it was a nice little b-day party it was you know what it was an interesting interesting experience for me being a parent at a child's birthday party because i've been to children's birthday parties in the past where the party is much bigger and 
there tends to be the childless contingent, if you will. So it's like you got the parents, you got the kids. I, I used to hate going to kids' birthday parties. Hated it. I was like, why did you invite me to this? And I would I would sort of gang up with the rest of the people who didn't have kids. And, you know, you'd sit there and you'd try to, like, sort of quietly get as drunk as you can. <laughs> and then just, like, grumble under your breath about how awful kids are. Our friends did not do that, I don't think. I don't think that there was enough people for that to happen. <laughs> and I think that's why we had the right number of people. Yeah. It was really nice. Yeah. We it was so cute because it was our son's first time like hosting friends at his own party. Yeah. He was a great little host. He was. He was so excited to show them all his stuff. Yep. He made sure they got cake and balloons. He did, yes. He it was great. Uh, yeah. Oh, we also the morning of his birthday, remember, we took him to a trampoline park. That was wild. That was so fun. We took him with his little cousins and they were all rolling around on the trampolines. Yeah. Trampoline park, man. You know, I think about when I was a kid, you didn't have that shit. I'm sure it existed. But like, just the, the, like, I'm so glad that Benny's able to experience it, but I do have that sense when I'm there. They have like, like a basketball hoop with a trampoline under it so you could have like a fucking dunk contest with your friends and, and like a ninja warrior obstacle course and stuff. It was really cool. Yeah. We just had like the woods, you know? But that's You're making it sound like everyone in the 80s only had the woods to play in. I think they did. I don't think so. We just had, we just had like bottles to smash. I think that's specific to your childhood. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think there were trampoline parks widely available in the yeah, 1980s. Now they are everywhere. Um, and, and we got a really funny picture of you at the trampoline park. Yeah, looking super delighted. No, looking like you were, I don't know how to explain the face you were making. Just yeah. on another planet. Yeah. Wearing all black, looking like the Slender Man. I think the word you're looking for is dissociating. Yeah. <laughs> That's what my shrink <laughs> would no, describe it, it as. But it was so fun. Yeah, it was. For them, for the kids. Yes. So that was cool. So we had a very successful second birthday. Yes. And then you and I went on our first vacation. Oh. Since we had a baby and since pre-pandemic, it's been uh, like four years, Eric, since we went on vacation. Yes. It was it was fun. And where did we go? We went to Key West, Florida. Jimmy Buffett's Caribbean. Home of Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. I don't think that's the home of Margaritaville. I'm, I mean, he's literally from there. It's the home of Jimmy Buffett. Yeah. One of the homes. But we went to Key West. Mm -hmm. We did everything you could do in Key West in 24 hours and then spent the next three days wondering when we could leave Key West. Pretty much. Yeah. It was hot. We drank the whole time, which yeah, was fun. No complaints from me. We went to Ernest Hemingway's house. Yeah, that was fine. And I spent an hour while Eric was getting drunk in a bar reading the Wikipedia page about Ernest Hemingway. Yeah. You want to read a sad story, read that guy's Wikipedia. Yeah. Or I guess read a book about him or something. But. Well, you were sitting there reading a sad story about Ernest Hemingway while I was sitting there listening to a sad story about <laughs> a, a male nurse who drove from Phoenix to Key West and was thinking about leaving his life behind to move to Key West. Yep. And that was pretty much the... I give, highlight of our vacation. I give both of those experiences a five out of ten. No, what was the coolest thing we did in Key West? Coolest thing we did in Key West. I actually West. can't think of anything. <laughs> I feel the same way. Okay, I, you got your first massage ever. We got a couple's massage. Yeah. <clears throat> Didn't care for it. You were so scared. Yeah, I just uh, just freaked out. You know, I just just don't really like people touching me, I mm -hmm. guess, in excessive ways well i don't think people would say a massage is excessive mm, it was fine i it was i enjoyed it but i do have some lasting injuries from the massage no, allegedly i don't think it was related well i know my body <laughs> okay well more importantly while we were getting drunk in key west 
What was our son doing? Our son was staying with his grandparents in Brooklyn. And? And, oh, he was being, um, uh, he was quitting his binky cold turkey. We we asked them kind of jokingly, because we, we, at his two-year checkup, the pediatrician, again, which they've been telling us for a while, was like, you really got to get this kid off the binky. And we were like, we don't want to, because he sleeps so well, and we really like sleeping. And she was like, yeah, no, you really have to do it. So we asked my parents, sort of jokingly, Jokingly, hey, well, we're in Key West and you're watching him. Maybe you guys want to try getting him off the binky, like see what you can do. And they freaking did it. Yeah. They just didn't give it. Well, they were, we got all the books about like pacifier fairy and all those. Yeah. And that's what they attempted with him. So they did the whole, they talked to him about, which I've been talking about, about the binky fairy for months. Like I've been trying to prepare him for Priming this moment. Him, yes. Yeah. They did the whole story about the binky fairy. They made a big show of like taking all the binkies and putting them somewhere else. And then promised him that when he woke up in the morning, he would have a special present from the binky fairy. Yeah. And they also, this was genius. They got the um, light thing that like displayed stars on his ceiling. Yeah. And I think that really worked because it convinced him to lay down and like gave him something to distract him yeah that was a good idea i think that was really genius and so i called the next day because we were like we could barely sleep that night we were so scared because we were watching him and he was like not going to sleep and we were like oh my god this is going to be such a disaster we feel so bad we left him like them with him in this situation that he's going to wake up a thousand times screaming throughout the night and like we didn't hear anything and we woke up there was nothing from them so i called my mom and asked what happened and she said yep no big deal he's a big boy he's off the binky and i was like oh my god i can't believe that (laughs) i was like he didn't wake up at all and my mom said he woke up I think around like 3 or 4 a.m. and I was like and you just got him to go back to sleep and she said well we let him come into the bed with us and I said no you fucking did not let that kid into your bed because that yeah. has been the one thing we have never caved on since he was born yeah maybe one time when he was sick or something no I, I can't even remember was it, time. there was one time in the morning we let him come into our bed for a couple hours well, yeah but that's different then it's sort of like we're kind of up kind of not yeah but we have never ever let him sleep in our bed and yeah. I was so mad and I was like okay so we just replaced one bad habit with another one but then the rest of the trip he was there he slept through the night <laughs> without his binky yeah. he took his naps without his binky and now he's home sleeping with that it's like it's like it never existed i can't believe it yeah we have been so scared of this for two years yeah well you have you have. I've just been blocking it out. And then every time it comes up, I'm like, nah, let's do it some other time. Yeah, it's the same thing <laughs> as being scared. Um, I just can't believe we got out of it. You know, the Binky Fairy thing reminds me of this thing that I kind of feel with our son, with, with Benny right now, because he's kind of like rapidly becoming a person, you know, rapidly like displaying more and more emotion and kind of like communicating more. I have no idea how much he understands he understands everything. I, I know sometimes I feel like he does, and then sometimes I feel like he doesn't. So I'm like, do you get it, man? Do he doesn't understand like abstract concepts. Right. But I don't know. There's just but like... understands English for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't know. There's just like some things... Like with, like with the Binky Fairy, you know, like we would read that book to him at night and stuff and then he'd be like yeah okay cool uh binky (laughs) well remember i was doing the thing we would read that book and then i would go okay so you get it right only babies have binkies and he would go yeah and i would go and are you a big boy or a baby and he would go baby (laughs) (laughs) i don't know like I, i guess you know how like he he only answers yes to everything yeah so i'm like sometimes i'm like do you mean yes or are you saying yes i mean no when he no when he means no he just doesn't answer sometimes i will ask a question and he'll say yes and then i'll ask a question like in the negative form he, he doesn't understand double negatives eric he does uh, i think 
Like what? Like if you're like, do you do you not want to go to the park? Do you want do you want more food? Yes. He, are you done eating food? Yes. You know, it's like the yeah. And then sometimes doing, I'm like, are you just saying yes to everything, or are we actually having a conversation here? You're not having a conversation. I've been doing the thing where I say, are you done eating? Yes or no. So like one question. Right. Because you see how that's confusing when you're like asking it in different ways. Well, I say, do you want me to tell you about Will's colonoscopy again? <laughs> or do you not want me to tell you about Will's colonoscopy again? And, he's and like, he says, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so which is it? Then I just tell him again. <laughs> You know? That's his new, so... now that we don't have the binky fairy, that's his new bedtime story. <laughs> oh, Eric, we forgot to say the sponsor of this episode. Oh, what is this? What is the sponsor of this episode? Twisted Tea? Rizzoli and Isles. It's your business, dummy. Oh, God. oh yeah. I forgot that we we're supposed to do that. This podcast, AJ, can you clean this up, remove all that other stuff where I didn't know what I was saying? This podcast is brought to you by Price Woodshop, which is my garage where I make furniture. Go to pricewoodshop.com to see some things that are available or to contact me and let me know what you want me to make. I'll build it, ship it to you. You want a coffee table that I build after drinking 18 beers? I'm your guy. I'm just kidding. I do not get drunk in my woodshop and build things, but I make nice furniture and I can make it for you. And that's the entire brochure. The greatest little woodshop in the great Northern Catskills. That's better. <laughs> no, but really, you are a woodworker and you have an yes. online store and you make wood things for people. Yes, and the store has some little products that I I sell, but I, I also do custom furniture. So you can follow me on Instagram at Price Woodshop where I post some of the more involved stuff that I'm working on. And, you know, you can contact me through there if you're interested in some wooden furniture. Eric, do you also do built-ins? The only uh, built-in that I will build for the rest of my life is my coffin and climb into it because I am <laughs> I done built with built-ins. <laughs> you mean like you're the built-in? Yeah. If, if you have a need for built-ins, go somewhere call else. Call somebody else. <laughs> that is just, that juice ain't worth the squeeze. You know what I'm saying? But you do like tables chairs cutting boards cutting boards oh, okay let's share our idea my genius idea that i have for your wood shop oh what is it toddler furniture oh i made a very nice walnut toddler chair for my son and we were th and you made his um that thing in the kitchen oh you, yeah i made it? his his uh kitchen tower so he can stand at the kitchen counter with us we were talking about making a tiny little cutting board that he can use in his yeah. little kitchen with his knives yeah um yeah I, I i really enjoyed making his if you go to my instagram you can see his little walnut chair that i made for him i would like to make a little like a table and chair set you know if there's a toddler out there in need of such a thing i would make that for you yeah it's gonna cost you but i, uh, I think this was our first ever real ad real sponsor of this podcast yeah and all we had to do was start our own small business to sponsor our own <laughs> podcast. We've really made it. Yeah. Where do I send the check? To me. Okay. Okay. What were we talking about? The binky. Yes. So big win. But you were asking if he gets things or not. One of the funny things my mom said is that the next morning they had this whole thing planned where they like used a um, the flashlight on a phone to like show a reflection on the wall. And they were like, Benny, what's that? Look, it's the binky fairy flying away. And he he looked at it and he said, Dee Dee, which is what he calls my, his my, my mom's husband, his grandfather. And it was like he knew that that was just Dee Dee holding his phone up. Yeah, that was it. That's the other thing. Our son has given everyone nicknames. Yeah. Didn't care what anyone wanted to be called. So it's Mimi and Dee Dee. Mm -hmm. 
and he calls his babysitter Yaya, which her name's Rachel, so we don't understand where that came from. Yeah. But he just gives people. Didn't wasn't there was a new one recently? Gave somebody didn't he give oh, Chad my, a name? Oh, my uncle. Oh yeah, he yeah. He's calling Baba. Baba, yeah. It's he, cute. He adds an A to the end of everything. Oh, that is really weird. I wonder if any other Todds do that or if he's the only one who... Mamia? Daddia? Hello, Mamia. Hankia? Hankia. It's kind of his weird it's little, own little dialect. As a linguist, you may recall that I went to school for linguistics and then never did anything with that degree. Yep. But I wonder if there's a language where that is like, you know, like the plural or the like um, miniaturization suffix. Yeah. Because all languages have different. Sure. I, he's like inventing his own little language. It's so cute. Yeah. When we That's the other thing. When we took him to his checkup, she was like, does he does he have like a handful of words? And he had already said like 20 words while she had been in the room. And he was like, she was like, seems like he's over the minimum. And she was like, do you think he has like 20 words? And we were like, no, way more than that. And she was like 50. And we were like, easily. And she was like, that is so far over the minimum. Yeah. But that's, I mean, last time we did our podcast, he wasn't talking at all. This is like a very new... Yeah, I, I feel like everything with him has been like this, where where it's it's just a sort of sudden explosion of something like talking, walking, you know, everything, even crawling. Like everything was always like, when's that going to happen? When's that going to happen? And then all of a sudden, he's so on it. Yeah, I was thinking about the Binky Fairy and how we tried to pretend that was a real thing, and he didn't even buy it for a second. Mm -hmm. Do you think that we will be the kind of parents who like try to tell him about like Santa? Yeah. And whatever else, like Easter Bunny? What are the other things? Um, I don't know. The Easter Bunny is kind of whack. I feel like people aren't, I don't know. I and mean, we'll definitely do Santa Claus. The Easter Bunny's kind of whack? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unlike Santa Claus. No, Santa Claus is the real deal. By the way, deal. what was that great movie we saw about Santa Claus? The one with the guy from. Yeah, but what's it called? Stranger Things. Uh. Violent Night. Violent Night. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Great movie. I, I would put it um right in the on the same level of satisfaction with Cocaine Bear. I think it was better than Cocaine Bear. Really? Yeah, but I did enjoy Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Which we watched while we were in Key West. Yeah. Because that's what we do on vacation. Yeah. But so you think you will try and like you're gonna try hard to convince him that Santa's real? Yeah. Why? I'm not going to try hard to convince him. I'm, but like, I'm are you going to do the thing where it's like he makes cookies, then in the morning there's crumbs there or yeah. like little footsteps? Yeah. My parents did that for me and I loved it. Really? Yeah. But did you, I thought you told me once you never believed it. No, I've totally believed oh, it. Oh, okay. Even when all signs indicated that it was <laughs> not real, I, it's like, it's magic, you know? You believe in magic for a little bit yeah. when you're a kid. It's great. So were you one of those kids where when your friends would tell you Santa wasn't real, you'd like beat them up? My friends didn't say that to me because <laughs> those wouldn't be friends. <laughs> what about, will we do... You're like, oh, Santa's not real. Hmm. Who do I want to put more stock in? Santa Claus, the magic man who comes to my house and brings me presents, or Dwayne, the kid who lives next door? Was that the kid who lived next yeah. door? <laughs> do you think we'll do Elf on the Shelf? No, that is some new shit that I'm not... I think you have to do it because I think the issue is all the other kids' moms are doing it. Or dads, in our case. Yep. <laughs> no, we're not going to do Elf on the Shelf. Is it like Santa got too like real, like political or something, and so they needed just a different thing to pretend? Yeah, because it, no, I don't know if that's the reason, but the, when I was a kid, it was like Santa knows. He knows everything. Maybe the elf is literally watching you. It's scarier for kids. I guess. It's just so they could sell you the elf to put on a shelf. I hope that what you do for Benny at Christmas is what you do for me every year, where no matter what I say, you pretend like you didn't get me any presents. Until the second we wake up on Christmas morning. I will never, ever admit to Benny that I had anything to do with him <laughs> getting his presents. That's one thing that my parents were really good at. Yeah. They would be like, what is this stuff? 
what the hell is going on here? Even though they just went to sleep like a half an hour ago because <laughs> they were rapping all night and putting the shit under the tree. And then you woke them up at 4 a.m. And I was like, you guys are not going to believe. <laughs> they got me. Santa got me the big airplane that you put the micro machines in. That's insane. Remember when we got Benny micro machines? Yeah, that was one of our dumber. That was a bust. No, that's we, we spent $100 on micro machines. From eBay. On, we got the original. Although I still think they're like, I don't think they're the real ones. Some are. Well, either they were very low quality or we got like ones that were not in good shape, but they showed up like missing pieces. Yeah. And they're all like dirty. And we let Benny play with it. And I had to finally put it away because it's so hard to like take apart and put together. Yeah. It's also possible that micro machines are just not as awesome as I remember them being. It just seemed really cool. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm not going to admit that I'm behind him getting the gifts. I'm going to be like, oh my God, where did these come from? What are you going to say when he asks you if God is real? This is a test, Eric. I'm going to say. What kind of parent do you want to be? Really think about this because I see your face. You're about to make a joke. I'm asking you seriously. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say could be. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think we should say no one really knows. And then you can give him like some, you know, facts and opinions from all the different sides and say like you can do everyone gets to do their own research and form their own opinion because i think it's not about religion like we're not religious obviously but i think for a little kid it's more about like allowing him to believe that there could be something greater that you know that there's sure you know i I don't want to take that away from him i believe that there could be something greater totally why are you making that face like you're making a joke i'm not i'm not making a joke why do you have that little twinkle in your eye what (laughs) i don't you're gonna say something annoying no i'm not i don't have a joke lined up i'm just saying could be could be could be could be okay um i i i i i i i i that's too much too i have a little bit of a fear that I mean, this is just a different sort of flavor of a fear that I have just in general with Benny. And that is that he will rebel against me in a way that like he becomes... He absolutely will. ...a type of person that I cannot that get along with. That is what every teenager does. Right. So that I think that means I need to start styling myself in a way... <laughs> That's the opposite. That is the opposite. <laughs> so I need to like start being... Oh my God, Eric. Maybe this is what every parent does. That's why parents are so lame because they have the same realization you just had. Yeah. That in order for their kids to be cool, yeah, they have to pretend to be lame. This is a Patton Oswalt bit from years ago. Are you serious? Yeah. That I just made up? I think they call it parallel thinking, but yeah, same idea. Um, no, but I am. I, I've seen multiple examples of kids who have like really gone off the deep end rebelling against their parents and um i just don't know how their parents have uh have or had the patience for it you know well how did your parents have the patience for you they didn't they just didn't like me no they were just like whatever man get away from me (laughs) i remember as a teenager i was always trying to rebel but my mom was always one step ahead of me like remember she made me like dye my hair and shave my legs when i was in like fourth or fifth grade and i was like mom i don't even want to do these things and she was like yes you do remember i don't i wasn't there you weren't there but i've told you yeah um or she would be like if you want to go get drunk at a friend's house it's fine just call me to pick you up and i was like oh my god why would i do that jesus yeah and that's why i never did anything bad I'm definitely never going to allow Benny to do things like that. But then he's going to do them. But he has to understand what's right and wrong. The thing I He really can choose like, to do wrong. 
He just has to know what's right. And yeah, wrong. that I really liked that the the things that I remember that my mom instilled in me are no matter what you've done, you can always call me to pick you up. Yeah, and I'll always be so that you'll be safe, which I always really appreciated. And as long as you apologize, I'll forgive you. Yeah, I think that's really nice. And yeah. that didn't mean I didn't feel like there would be consequences, but like, yeah. what? Nothing. <laughs> I'm just saying if if your approach is going to be like, you know. I was trying to think of like sage like things that I would say to my son that are like in, in along those lines. What you know? advice did you get from your parents? None, none whatsoever. But I was thinking of that movie. <laughs> There's some movie where, you know, this guy's talking and the guy he's talking to says, yeah, that's, you know, that's all interesting. But the real question here is, can you kick my ass? That's what I would say to my son. <laughs> Tell me about your feelings. That's all great. The real question here is, can you kick my ass? But then what if he can? He won't be able to. Uh, then I'll start in training. In 15 years? I'm gonna, gonna be, be I'm so gonna old. I'm gonna be so many steps ahead of him. The moment I see the moment he comes walking out fucking out of his room jacked, I'm gonna hit the gym. I'm gonna start training to fight my own son. Why don't you start training now, you <laughs> idiot? You're gonna wait till you're like sixty you years. You think old. I should start training to fight our two year old now? <laughs> He's big. He is big. <laughs> hey. He's catching up. Yeah, I mean that's the that was just the guidance that I got when I was a kid. Like, don't fuck up or I'll kick your ass. And you fucked up a lot. So that's not a good tactic. Yeah, I'm not. That's obviously not what I'm going to say oh, or do. do. You know the, the, the other classic one my mom always said to me, your generosity will be rewarded. Oh. Anytime I did something nice for someone else, she got me a little treat. <laughs> and that's, that's why I'm so nice. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why you. I expect you to reward me every time I'm nice to you. Yeah, that's fucked up. That's not a real <laughs> thing. I, I don't think that that is how you should interpret that sentiment. It's too late. Okay, whatever. Should we talk about trying to make friends with other parents? Yeah, I guess. Well, we haven't. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to my friends about this recently. Our inability to make friends with other parents has really, really got me feeling like we are unlikable people. No, somebody just said to me the other day, it didn't really click in until their kid was like three. Okay. Because I think when you have such a young kid, it's right. hard to have the energy. Who are we just talking to that was saying this to us? Well, either someone said it's me or I dreamed it, but it was good <laughs> advice. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I just feel like when I'm around other parents, I feel like I don't fit in. I feel like I don't have it's, the same We're too desperate. That's energy. the problem. We move to an isolated area where we don't know a lot of people. Yeah. And we're used to having a handful, at least, of friends around us. Yeah. Dozens. <laughs> you know what it is? It just occurred to me. I know exactly what the thing is. So at any job I've ever had, I've always made really good friends with the other people at that job. Oh, and now you're unemployed. No, no, no. I've always made really good friends with the other people at that job who you could look to and be like, yeah, fuck this place, right? And they would be like, yeah, fuck this place. And you'd be like, you know, you're like, you, you got that, that sort of camaraderie of being like, yeah, they're not getting one over on us. You know what I mean? But that is the vibe you have with a bunch of the parents at his school. I, it's not. It's not for sure. And that's. The, I think that's like that's the um, toxic way that I that I um, like kind of bond with people. Well, that's not how I bond with people. So. <laughs> and I think that's why I can't bond with these parents because they're all like really nice and like stoked about parenting and stuff. Or at least that's my perception. I think every parent thinks that every other parent likes doing it more than they do. Okay. Nobody likes it. Okay. What would you like about it? I don't know. That's my, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. You know, I had a dad say to me one time, like, oh, I wouldn't trade it for the world though. Right. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. But you, <laughs> you do feel this, that you would not trade it. 
That cute little idiot with his little lip out. He's great. I don't think I anything. Yeah, I would not trade it. It's a, it's a lot of work. But I I mean, the the occasional moments where I am not exhausted or mostly exhausted, I'm like way happier than I have at any other point in my life. Any other point in your life? Yeah, he makes me so happy. He's so cute and funny. I once bowled a 226. No one cares. I you cared. really care about that still? That was like 20 years ago. No, I'm just saying how I felt at the time. You felt better than when your son laughs at one of your jokes? <laughs> I don't think so. Um, no, I mean... I, it, it is definitely getting more um, rewarding, you know, as he becomes a more yeah. interactive person. But it is like a pretty intense drain. I know. And but if someone, if a little, if a little binky fairy came to you tomorrow yeah. and said, I can wave my wand, this kid will be gone. You yeah. and your wife won't remember he ever existed. You would not do that. I don't think so. That's what trading it means. Mm. It's hard, but I yeah. love, I love him. I do too. Are, are you, this is a game of chicken right now? <laughs> Eric's looking at me like, yeah, I totally love him. <laughs> right? We love him? Yeah. I'm just trying to get at some real truths here, you know? Well, maybe a way for you to think about it is, why did you recently agree that we should have a second child if you hate it so much? I don't think you do. I think you do find it rewarding. Yeah. You did. Yeah, I, I know. I did say that. But it doesn't matter now. What does <laughs> I do agree with that, actually. That's what I keep telling people. Yeah. I'm like, well, we might as well have a second one because it's going to be logistically harder, but existentially, we will not have the same problem. It's like I'm sitting in the electric chair and my <laughs> hair standing straight up and there's smoke coming off my body. My eyes have rolled this back in my head. My tongue is sticking out. And the, the executioner is saying, Mr. Price, do you mind if we turn the chair on again? Eric. That is not let, a it, nice, let it rip, buddy. It doesn't is, matter. That is not a nice analogy. I'm trying to save you from yourself here. <laughs> but it, before that first time, I was like, oh, geez, I don't know about this oh, big transition. Big transition from a live guy in an electric chair to a dead guy in an electric chair. But you're not dead. I know. I'm just a saying. A better analogy would be like, like, um, I can't think of one. Okay. I'm uh, adrift at sea. You know, in a, I'm lost in a lifeboat thing. All of these are so dramatic. None of none of this happened to you. I'm I'm like I'm like um, Tom Hanks on uh, Castaway. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know, I've been out there for a long time. Wilson's gone. I got the beard. I'm all sunburnt and fucked up. I knocked my tooth out with the the um, ice skate. Right? Uh-huh. And then some guy walks up with a Dixie cup full of water and is like, Do you mind if I pour this in? You going to the ocean? Doesn't matter, man. I'm still lost out here. That's a weird... Why would he pour a cup of... I thought you were going to say something about you're thirsty, so you want the water. These are weird analogies. I'm, I'm lost in the desert. Okay, I think what you're trying to describe is going from no child to a child. Yeah, is it's a, a monumental life change. Monumental. It doesn't mean your life is ruined. No. As it would if you were in the electric chair or stranded on a desert island. True. Yeah. It just means your life is different. Yes. It's better in some ways. Yeah. It's worse in some ways. It's certainly harder in some ways. Yes. But the point is the thing that we really struggled with, which now in retrospect we know most normal people don't struggle with to the extent that we did. Is? Well, how did I start that sentence? <laughs> <laughs> you just threw me off. What did, what did we struggle with that most normal people don't? Oh, just like the existential, like, oh my God, now we don't have endless free time to do whatever stupid bullshit we want to do. That was really hard for us. 
<laughs> and your point is now we already don't have time to do whatever bullshit we want. Exactly. Although, again, you do have actually a lot of free time. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going to make it worse. Right. That's your point. Yeah. And what we will get is another cute, fun little child who will keep this one company. Yeah. And I think he deserves that. Yeah. He's so like friendly and social. Yeah. I agree with that. <laughs> this podcast is a mess. <laughs> An absolute disaster. Oh my God. Do you mean the whole show or this episode? Both. But this episode <laughs> in a major way. We have not been on the same page once. Well, to be fair, you yelled at me right before we started recording this episode. Well, did you bring the computer charger? It's <laughs> <laughs> so annoying. You know, I was talking to a coworker of mine who listens to our podcast. He's about to become a first-time dad. Yeah. And I told you some of the adorable things he said about, like, he's, he's now since had the baby. Oh, yeah? But he and I were talking right before, his wife was, like, about to have the baby. It's their first kid. And he was like, you know, I just, like, we have a really great relationship, and I really just hope nothing changes when the baby comes. And I was like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> okay, good luck! <laughs> you know? And I was just kind of like, okay, I'm not going to give you any advice, but some things will change, so just, yeah. it's okay, you know? But, um... He, he was talking about the podcast and how much he likes it. And I made some throwaway comment about how you and I joke all the time about getting divorced. And he was like, what? And I was like, do you listen to our podcast? Because all we do on there is argue and talk about getting divorced. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I thought you were joking. No, dude. Not joking. <laughs> we're on the brink. Oh, speaking of on the brink. <laughs> what? While we're here. What? We have to talk about Scandival for a second. Oh, my God. We got to start another podcast about that. I think there are enough of them. Bravo really? podcasts. I'm just, I'm joking. I don't I want know. to start another podcast. <laughs> Not about that. <laughs> um, Scandable. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's what, it's what everyone's talking about. Right it now. really is. Um, I've been I, deep in it. I think it is a brilliant piece of writing. Oh my God. I didn't even think that Eric has a, um, conspiracy theory. Yeah. I'm a truther. I'm a Scandable truther. <sighs> like you think the whole thing is fake? Yes. To save the show? Yes. You think Lisa came up with it? No. You no. think it was the producers? Producers. It's obviously not fake. Ariana did not know. It's totally fake. Rachel, you know, her name is not Raquel and it's Rachel. Yeah. What does that mean? What does that not mean, fake. Eric? Fake. No. Fake. Oh my God. It's definitely They're, real. They were together for a long time. The, you, I, I'm I agree it. that you're, that's you're real. Watch the show. I'm watching it play out subtly over the. It's oh not. God, oh you're such God. a mark. You're crazy. Anyway, if anybody who is not you wants to talk about Scandaval, I'm available. Oh, I should also mention I asked people for Q and A responses to our last episode. There was a little bug. So you could not do it, but now that bug is fixed or it should be by the time we publish this episode. So go check out the Q&A on our couple most recent episodes and you can send us a little response. We'd love to hear from you. We really would. What else, Eric? Anything? Do you think that having a two-year-old is like infinitely better than having like a newborn? Eh, It's apples and oranges. No, I think it's so much better. There are things about having a newborn that I loved. Like what? I, I just said this the other day. I loved like those moments like in the morning when I did the first feeding in the morning and we would watch TV together. I would watch a movie and he would just lay in my lap and I'd feed he him. He basically does that now. No, false. <laughs> he does not do that. I mean, I enjoy watching Jurassic Park Camp Cretaceous for the billionth time, but it's not the same. There was like, I had to, I used to have to get up at like 4 a.m. or something or 5 a.m. like super early to feed him and it, I, he and I were the only ones awake and it was just like this really peaceful moment and I just, I, I feel nostalgic for that. That was really nice. Well, I got good news for you. What? In about a year, you can do it again. 
because we're stealing a baby. No, uh, okay. Well, no, but we'll we are real talk though. I am. I have an appointment with the IVF doctor lady. Okay. <laughs> Next month. Okay. Which you told me I could schedule. Yeah. Are you going into? Are you dissociating? Oh my god, he's blinking like he can't. Are you okay? Yeah. You just started like hard blinking while I was yeah. saying. Okay. I'm just talking to her. I got a. I got an appointment. Oh my God! Do you need me to cancel the appointment? Strap me to a stretcher like McMurphy and <laughs> no, start shocking chair. my brains. Yeah, <laughs> you see how that came full circle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ooh. Well, in the second metaphor or fantasy or whatever you want to call it, I get to be alive, so that's good. Okay. Well, can I finish my sentence yeah. for our listeners? Yes. Are you gonna like pass out after this? No, I'm fine. Okay, I'm just I'm gonna have an appointment with her, and we have three little frozen embryos hanging out. Yeah, they're all little ladies. Yeah. So we know if we had a second one, it would be a girl, which is cool. Yeah. And I'm just gonna talk to her about like when would be the right time. Yeah. How would we do it logistically because we don't live there? But then I I think this is not the scary part. I think after that conversation, she's gonna be like, okay, cool. Let me know when you want to do the transfer. Yeah. And then we got to figure out like how serious are we really? Yeah. Because I'm old, so I don't want to wait like more years. Yeah. If we're going to do it, I think we just do it. And we have such a good name picked out. I feel like we need to have the kid before that name becomes trendy. I think it's already happened. Everybody's naming their kids Skipperman Bohannon? <laughs> <laughs> God yeah, the, damn it. It's trending now <laughs> on TikTok. <sighs> Everyone's talking about Skipperman Bohannon on the old TikTok. <laughs> This is my beautiful daughter, Skipperman Bohannon. Uh, anyway, okay. All right, so you understand and acknowledge that I am moving forward. Yeah. And then the next step would be becoming pregnant. Yeah. This year. Yeah. And you're down for that. We'll cross that bridge when we come to We're it. We're at the bridge. That's what I'm saying. The bridge is here. Okay. Well, wish us luck, folks. Clearly, we're on the same page. You heard me being Listen, very direct. Whatever and clear happens, about my we'll intentions. get through it. Whatever happens. We don't want to grip our little paws and get through it. We want to just have a nice life. I'm gripping my paws. <laughs> I'm gripping my paws hard. Okay. It's cool. I'll just keep buying motorcycles and yeah. we'll just. And uh, can I just go on vacation myself once a year? I don't care. That's my that's my opening gambit in this negotiation. Do you want to also go on vacation with me once in a while, or you just yes. want your own annual? I want my own annual vacation, but I also want uh, our annual vacation. We can go on one every four years, like we've been doing. No, that's not going to work for me. Okay. We have to get back to annual vacations. I think we were on the biannual schedule before. We were once every two years. Hmm. Okay. We'll talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, I hope everyone out there is doing just as well as we are. We're going to go eat some food. Yep. And go see our cute little two-year-old. Yep. You want to say anything else? You're still blinking quite a lot. I think I'm having a, I think an so episode. Too. <laughs> um, it's just... Oh <laughs> it's like, like, I don't see any sweat, but it's like you're blinking sweat out of your eyes. Um, no, it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through this. Come hell or high water. It doesn't have to be. We're just normal. Everyone has two kids. It's, it's fine. It's just going to take some grit and we're going <laughs> to, and we're going to, God damn it. We're going to get through this. <laughs> just what everyone wants to hear. When that door comes down, we're taking that beach. You hear me? God damn it. If you got to puke, puke in that bucket right there, but we're going. You know, I just need somebody to give me a pep talk like that. Thank you.